What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo, you're tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. All right, eight seven seven three seven grind is your number to participate. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, we just ask you to call during the breaks and be patient during the long breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, uh, keep in mind if you need to reach out to me or follow me twi- on Twitter, don't forget you can do that at Sports Grind. And if you want to stream the show live, you can always go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page uh, and you can leave comments, and I'll respond to those in real time or either I'll go ahead and respond to those later on. Um, Also, if you are, uh, keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows live, okay, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily, seven days a week, 365. And also... If you are traveling, you know, it's summertime, but if you're traveling or in a market that doesn't carry as terrestrial, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com as well, and you can click the Listen Live play button, and we'll be there. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right. Um, Let's see what we've got as we inch closer to the weekend. You know, it's been a short week with the holidays. Um, it feels like a long week, though. But we've got, uh, of course, we've got game one of the NBA Finals is finally here. It's tonight. We'll talk about that. We'll start there here shortly uh, with keys to victory, in my opinion. And then we'll do uh, some predictions, and we'll see what's up. And we'll check out how we've been doing up until this point to the uh, – to the NBA Finals. Uh, also, we've got some other off-the-court NBA news as well to get to. Um, also, you have, uh, real quick, before I forget, because I didn't have it on the docket, but uh, shout-out to it. I know people don't pay too much attention to it because I really don't, but it came across my radar. I know that we're in the time now where we're at, you know, in the softball championship series. And uh, shout-out to the Sooners women. Oklahoma, you know, because again, I don't pay attention to the sport, uh, but they're like on a dominant run, man. They're like they've won, I think, the last what three national titles or two national titles, and they're on like a forty-six game win streak. They had to rally about a week ago, last week, sometime. You know, the coach got real emotional, but shout out to the Sooners woman, man, because I've always I'm I'm a big guy in streaks. I, I don't care what you're doing, but it's hard to get forty-six in a row of anything. So they're like at a forty-six, forty-seven game you know, national winning streak. And there's a lot of pressure that mounts up with that. So just shout out to them. We're not breaking down softball or anything like that, but, you know, got to tip my hat to somebody that's a team that's accomplishing that in the sports world. Uh, but also, uh, speaking back to the uh, the sports that y'all like to discuss, um, NFL, um, NFL continues to go on. We've got uh, two teams that have taken themselves out of the DeAndre Hopkins signing. We've got Tom Brady breaking his silence in regards to rumors and people coming about, you know, in regards to his involvement with the Raiders. And you look at the Garoppolo situation. We'll touch on that as well, too. College football. um, You know, I told you about the SEC meetings that took place on Tuesday. Um, We've got the athletic director of the University of Texas. Okay. Okay. 
Chris Del Conte. Uh, he has spoken out, and he says that basically he favors the nine-game schedule. We'll touch on that here shortly as well, too. But um, let's start with the NBA, and we got two more days today. We got two more days before we get the Stanley Cup up and going as well. So we'll discuss that tomorrow. I'll give my predictions on that. We know we've got Dante that's already, when it started, already had the Panthers, the Florida Panthers to win it all. So his team that he's rooting for, knowing Dante, he probably put a future on him. Um, like Dante goes to Vegas like twice, three times a month, it feels like. But he probably put a future on him. Uh, but we'll talk about that here uh, shortly. Uh, but let's start with the NBA Finals because game one is tonight in the Mahal City in Denver, Colorado, as the Miami Heat, the eighth seed, comes in out of the Eastern Conference to take on the number one seed in the West, the Denver Nuggets, as we get game one underway tonight. Um, you know, real early, how I see this playing out, keys, you know, to victory uh, for the most part for these two teams. Uh, let's talk about – I want to start with some, some, you know, some narratives first because I know the coach um, – both coaches are trying to, and this is, they're at least, like I said, these two guys have been consistent. They're consistent in who they are, you know, um, and not just this season, but who they've been since they started. Um, you know, of course, Bo has a lot of more skins on the wall than Mike Malone, but Mike Malone has been with Denver under this whole new regime and nucleus of players uh, since day one. So they've been consistent, but I see them both kind of jockeying and putting their narrative out there in regards to before we tip up game one. Um, you know, I told you the other day, Mike Malone just said, hey, I, you know, you get the final. It doesn't matter. Eight seed. You know, I want to hear nothing about an eight seed. That's irrelevant. You know, they went all the way through here. Um, he said people who think this is going to be an easy series just stay quiet for a while. And he's like, I don't even know what to tell you people. He's like, you know, this is he goes, nothing's easy. It's not supposed to be easy to win this because it's going to be the hardest thing. We're trying to deliver the first world series, I mean, world championship trophy. To this organization, NBA. Um, so he said it's not going to be easy. And, you know, Joker was asked, which he got a lot of credit for his response because they asked him about, you know, knowing people have not talked about y'all, y'all are the underdogs, you know, this and that, but y'all are the favorites. And he kind of sp spun it, you know, just saying, hey, you know, I don't think there's any favorites when you get to the finals, blah, blah, blah. But no, they are the favorites. Um, they're a heavy series favorite. Um, and so somebody's got to play that role of the underdog. Now, to the people out in the desert who set these lines and stuff, they always make somebody an underdog. But make no mistake about it, the Miami Heat, they are an eight seed. I understand we're throwing that away. They're not playing like an eight seed, but they are the underdog. Now, Coach Spo's side, Coach Spostra is pretty much saying, you know, he got asked about the you know, long, grueling series of a seven-game series. What about your team's rest? And, you know, Denver's been off 10 days. He just said, hey, he goes, we're well-conditioned. He goes, you know, you can let Denver know we can meet him at the top of Mount Everest or wherever we want to go to play. He said this is going to be, you know, decided between the lines. And and basically this is a guy that this is the reason why I felt confident in regards to them going into a game seven on the road in Boston because of his makeup and the culture. 
you know, which I think that word does get thrown around a lot loosely. Some teams have it. Some teams don't. Every team in professional sports try to create it. Nobody knows really what that is unless you've done it. And it's, it's different varies. It varies in different ways for depending on the organization, the university, whatever we're talking about. But Miami's culture is true. It has been like that for a while. Um, they've always been a scrappy team. I know I know Legs did a good job last night on the 10 o'clock Sports Center breaking down, you know, really about the defensive, the type of, you know, zone that Miami plays. It's a lot different than most teams in the NBA. You know, I'm not going to compare it to that, but it's similar in regards to, uh, I know, Jim Beheim, former Syracuse coach. You know, he had the Amoeba defense. His zones were different. He kind of created an own type of – he even recruited a certain type of player with length and tall to kind of fit the type of zone he, you know, he pretty much – created and has so in Spo's situation they're not all the way in zone uh but i know that they they do a different mix of zone and i've told you now since the matchup was set after monday night that the first thing that popped in my mind was how is Spo that i'm looking forward to is how is Spo going to defend this Denver Nuggets team. And it's not really just so much. It's easier to say, how is he going to defend Joker? But he's part of it. But how? what is he going to come up with to keep them in most of these games? Um, I think for the keys uh, to both teams, like I told you, from a coaching standpoint, I would give the edge, of course, to Miami and Coach Spo. Um, now, that's not a Walmart parking lot size better than you know than Mike Malone but he you got to give him the edge um of course I've been saying you know this is Denver's you know NBA championship to lose uh after the second round of the playoffs which I felt so you have the best player the best player in this series is on Denver's side that's not a shocker that shouldn't be breaking news to anybody it is the Joker now I think the keys for Miami uh, to be competitive in this series. And I'm always going to lean toward defense in any sport. I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but defense does win championships. NBA, you, I mean, you can have some stellar defense, and, and, and Miami's a well-coached defensive team, but the object is just put the ball in the basket. And I think the key to Miami to keep this series competitive and to have a shot to win this, to pull off the upset, um, you know, Joker's going to do Joker. I mean, I know we had somebody that tweeted out or Facebooked at me the other day like, oh, Bam's going to get eat alive. Well, Joker didn't eat a lot of people alive, um, you know. Uh, so I don't think Miami – I think Miami's going to guard Joker as a team. It's, it's not just going to be one point. I don't think – I'm not saying they're going to see a lot of double teams and throw a lot of double teams his way, but I don't know if uh, Bam's constantly going to be on an island all by himself with Joker. Or he might just say, hey, Spo might say, hey, Joker can get 50. He can average 40 or 50, but we're going to lock up on everybody else and we're going to take make sure everybody else is not eating. Because the one thing you can't do is have Joker – which I think is an eighteen to one or fifteen one to odds is to average a triple double in these finals. All right, now he's coming in. Speaking of the betting aspect, the last time I ch- I think Joker's coming in at a minus seven hundred, which is a lot. I've educated y'all over the years of what minus this and that is. That's a lot to win the MVP. I think that's the biggest favorite. I think I, I saw somewhere for probably the last twenty twenty five years. 
of a favorite of a, of a team coming to the NBA Finals to win the MVP. So I think for Miami's keys is that you might just say, hey, Joker, you can average this, you can average 50, but you can't average a triple-double because we've got to take care of everybody else. Now, while everybody's going to be centered in on how Bam's going to do with the Joker or can they stop the Joker – I really believe in my gut that Coach Spo is going to spend a lot of his time figuring out how do you keep Murray in check? How do you not let – we can't let – I mean, Joker is just Murray's, – Murray's playing lights out during this playoff run, but he's not on the level of Joker. Joker's just one of those guys that he's going to score. He's going to get his buckets. So I think the key to this that really makes Denver this potent besides their depth on the bench is really the – you know, what – Flurry from Murray has looked like this year post the surgery actually getting healthy. So that's going to be the key on how they really guard Denver as a team, not necessarily the Joker. I think the other thing that's key, the reason why Miami is here, because they have shot the ball pretty well through the duration of a series from three. And I think that is, I don't know the status, but I'm pretty sure that probably by game two, I'm hearing Tyler Hero might be back uh, at some point. Probably, I don't think he's ready to go tonight, but I think they're targeting probably by the time they get back to Miami for game three, he would probably be available. But he's another scorer that can shoot the ball. I think he's kind of streaky, though. I think he kind of got a little run and got blew up in the bubble. And then after the bubble, he's kind of come back to earth over the last couple of seasons, in my opinion. You got to wonder what his condition is going to be. I definitely probably wouldn't start him back in Denver because it's hard enough for with the altitude in regards to guys that are in shape, been playing. But Tyler Eager's been out for the last few months. His, his basketball shape can't be top. So I think it's going to be important for Miami over the course of the series to shoot the ball from three pretty well, like they did against Milwaukee, like they did against the Knicks, and like they did against Boston. You know, you can have one game. They had one game or two against Boston that they, you know, they really couldn't get anything going. I think game, you know, four or five was the game that they really struggled from shooting three against Boston to allow them to get back in that series. I think if you're going to have a chance to beat the Nuggets and you're going to have a chance to keep this series competitive, they've got to shoot the ball. I mean, Miami has good defense, but Denver is pretty much too motivated, too deep, and too seasoned. I believe to sit there and you're going to totally shut them out of what they do. Now, I also think on the Denver Nuggets side, key to victory, keep doing what you're doing, what you've been doing, um, playing with the chip on the shoulder, playing fundamental sound basketball, movement of the basketball, and not really getting reliant. They haven't, but not really getting too dependent on the Joker's production. And I think also, you know, the bench. I mean, the bench is, is to do what they do. The Denver should have the advantage in this series on bench. I don't know what the disparity is on that. I don't know how much of the advantage of it is, but I will tell you they've got the advantage, Denver Nuggets, bench-wise over the heat. Um, but I think that really it just comes down to Denver is just keep doing what you're doing. And you've got to – you can't because the one of the things that I felt the Knicks did, well, damn sure Milwaukee did it, but I think the Knicks did it for the most part, and they're a good coach defensive team as well, too. Um, Boston kind of did it from time, especially early on in the series when they got down 3-0. And that's where Denver can't get in a situation where they feel like if Miami is hitting these threes, if they're getting Martin that's hitting threes, because he's proven that he can hit it on the road and at home. So he's proven up to this point, Martin's game is traveling. So, uh, but this is a tough crowd. This is going to be, I mean, this is a tough 
environment to play any type of sport, but especially in basketball when you're talking about running up and down the court. And you're usually at this time using at most probably a six to eight man rotation at tops. I just feel that you can't they can't get comfortable knowing that, hey, Miami, they're eventually going to miss if they get hot. They, so the point is they've got to make an effort to where once you see Miami get hot, you got to run them off the three point line. And I think both teams are going to be focused on running each other off the three-point line. But especially, I think, Denver, you can't let Miami continue to stay hot. If they continue to stay hot from the three-point, they because of their defense, um, and whether you want to say Jimmy Butler or mental toughness, they've got a shot, you know, at this, uh, you know, at least to make it competitive. You know, a lot of people think this is going to be in five or a sweep. You know, I told you I don't make predictions based off of how long series is going to go. I just at least tell you who I think is going to win or lose. But at least we're getting this thing tipped off tonight. Um, Denver has an opportunity to make history, getting their first world, uh, world championship trophy, NBA Larry O'Brien trophy in franchise history. So you know they're going to be hungry and jacked up. And Miami's looking to make history. I mean, they've been here at this point before and fell up short. You know, but they're looking to cash in as well, too. Should be exciting. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Skyline Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Olympic torch flaming, we burn so sweet, the thrill of victory, the agony defeat, we crush slow, flaming deluxe slow, poor, judgment day cometh, conquer, it's war, allow us to escape. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spin the one and twos, today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. get a dose, all right, and this next segment, let's see who's up, is going to be sponsored by... 
specs. There's nothing like the arrival of spring and the company smell of fresh cut prices in the air at Specs. Nobody does wine like Specs. With a Texas size selection of world class wines at lower prices, you'll find perfect zine for the spring at Specs. That is Specs, official sponsor of the sports grind and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 87737 grind. All right, so down to predictions um in regards to this series let's first up let's do a tally how i've been doing so far up until now with picks i know we went over a couple weeks ago but according to my calculations let's see um i got philly wrong got the knicks wrong over miami got um who's the other one who was the other one? There was there was one more series that I'm missing. Well, you had Warriors over Kings in, the, yeah. in round one. You had Sun uh, hit on Suns versus Clippers. Uh, you had the Grizzlies over the Lakers. Um, you did have round one again. Uh, Denver over the Timberwolves. Um, you got the Bucks over the Heat wrong, and. You really we cleaned house in the East. I thought um, you through about two rounds. Miami was the only one to really upset you. I had I had the Grizzlies over the Lakers. You did. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll take your word for it. Um. Okay. Well, with that said, looking at this before we give the predictions, I know that there's some. And again, we're getting a, 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 as sports betting continues to to flux across the country, not Texas yet, but across the country. Uh, you get a lot more people that talk about props and prop bets. You know, I remember props used to be normally reserved. The only time prop betting would get discussed on any type of platform would normally be when it's regards to the Super Bowl and different prop bets. But now props have become more, you know, in the regular season, playoffs, NBA, regular games. Everybody talks about props. So I wanted to take a look at some of the props that you were able to find that might be interesting in this particular series. All right. Well, first off, we do know Joker. And maybe uh, maybe he's cooled off since the first MVP talk that you were hearing. Um, here at game one, I've got him at minus 360 at one of the books that I trust. Okay. Um, so he's sitting there at minus 360. Butler, uh, Jimmy, is going to be the second uh, odds leader there plus three thirty. Martin is an interesting name there plus four thousand for MVP um, for MVP for Caleb Martin. Of course, that would most likely likely mean that the Miami Heat win, and that Martin maybe has even a better performance than he did in the conference finals. Because as as you discussed the other day, there's a, he really should have gotten it there. Um, so I mean, Flurry for Murray is there plus fourteen hundred. I think they'll get. I think they'll definitely get some action. Most books will get action on just to take a stab at that for Martin, and that'll be reaction. That'll be public reaction based off of what happened in the Boston series because I'm pretty much wasn't the only person that felt like he should have been named the Eastern Conference Finals. So with that type of return, you're definitely going to get, uh, I believe, some action going that way. Um, what did you say I was off on? What was the Jokers again? I have him at minus 360. For MVP? For MVP. Then that got hammered down because I know it opened at minus 700, which right. is, which is And, and maybe, again, public reaction yeah. could have changed, shifted that line a lot. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the highest scorer, or highest scoring, uh, yeah, highest scorer for the series um, 
you know, is uh, Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, got Jimmy there, uh, Flurry for Murray, Bam, and then Michael Porter Jr. It, it rounds out the top five. Action on him and Bam equal at plus twenty five hundred. Um, for the highest series, uh, you know, uh, scorer. And what is Joker on that one? Plus one thirty-five. Jimmy <laughs> plus one seventy. Yeah, that's that's pretty much a good heavy favorite. That'd be the highest scorer. And Jimmy, where's Jimmy at? Uh, plus one seventy. Yeah, that's kind of that's about right. Um, the, and, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, it, it sounds like you had a question. Well, no, I, I was gonna go into the uh, series price. Um, which what I'm looking at is about Miami way. It's about plus, what was it, four, plus four, no, excuse me, plus 325, and then minus 425 on the series on the Nuggets. Um, did you want to add something before I get into predicting? Yeah, I have I have a handful of interesting props mm-hmm. here to get to go. Uh, we almost saw a 3-0 comeback in the Eastern Conference Finals uh-huh. for one to happen here in the Finals for the first time uh, plus 7,000 for a 3-0 comeback for a 3-0 yeah. comeback so you if you must, feel yeah. like okay Denver goes up a longest shot over 47 and a half feet so we're talking about a uh, what just over half court Chuck uh-huh. uh, that, that'll run you plus 350 so if you just feel like there's going to be a buzzer beater um, and they had, do have the anytime buzzer beater line set at plus 3,000 so if you get, you're you're out there in a place See, where you can, you put five on each of them. You got a solid return. Th- 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 this is what this is, the, and you know you're going deep, deep, deeper than I thought you would. But this is one of those, and that comes back to where this is color if the Kool-Aid stuff. Yeah, well, if you're in Vegas, okay, you might as well go sit down with the old ladies by the slot and throw and 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 put your and put your money in the slot machine, okay. Either that, or you might as well make a stop by maybe the Bunny Ranch and blow your money that way. If you're in Nevada, look, those, I mean, come on. And, and again, I get it because you have your casual fans and casual betters. And then you got your, you got your sharps, they call them. And then you got your real professional handicappers that really, when you talk about that is just throwing up a menu of just, Hey, this, that's like really trying to capture the engagement within the gauge. And that to me is just like playing roulette. I mean, the chances of, I can tell you right now, 3-0, I mean, 7, there's a reason why we thought we were going to close. There's a reason why that hasn't been done. So, to me, you got to, when you look at those things, you got to look at the odds of really that happen. Now, a half-court shot, now, if you're going to give me that when the Golden State Warriors are playing or the team is playing and, and I get come across that part, maybe. And I'm not saying it's not going to happen. But the point is when you hear these plus threes and and that's the trick of that whole thing because psychologically, you know, that's the reason why you have a lot of millions of people play the state and uh, Powerball and Mega Million Lottery. Even because off be, be, Because there's the human element inside of everybody or most people that like the idea of risking a little to win a lot, and th- and that's that's the that's what separates really the the uh, professionals in this type of in that type of business in regards to the fans or the guys that are just doing it casual for fun, which is no problem with that. That's how it should be. But I'm just telling you and to educate you. Look at like some of that stuff is just again. You might as well sit in a slot machine 
or throw roll down the window in, in Nevada and throw your money out or go to the Bunny Ranch. I, I, you like the, some of that stuff is just, especially kind of like when you look the matchups. And I'm not telling you a half court shot could be, but come on, this is minus seven. I mean, plus seven thousand for some one of these teams to come back from three zero when you just saw how close it was and the team that was trying to do it had home court advantage. They still couldn't do it. It's for a reason. I still think it's going to happen. Hopefully, in my lifetime, it's going to happen someday. Is eventually there's a team that's going to do it. But that's just my side note on that. Now, in regards to, do you have another one? I do. Um, so uh, I really want to get back here to Joker and his triple-double, okay? So Joker to average a triple-double for the finals is minus 125, right? To average one for the finals. But for Joker to, to record a triple-double in each game of the finals is sitting there at plus 1,800. To average? So to average is minus 125. But to record one in each game oh, is okay. plus 1,800. Yeah. So you almost feel like... Because uh, I mean, you could have a game where you have 18 rebounds or you have you know 40 points that really throws you know the points uh, in your favor or the assist total. The assist total is where I feel like that's probably the iffiest part of it all. Well, to me, if you look at that, you know, again... You got to look at the opponent he's playing against and the coach he's playing against. Right. And we're talking about a four out of seven where there's always cliche, as they say, adjustments made. That's the reason why that's not a very good bet. But I guarantee you, out of all the ones that you read, for the most part, there's going to get play on, um, of course, the MVP is one thing, but there's going to get play on the 3 0. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. What was another one you, that I thought that they'd probably get to get some play on that? Probably the average, the higher score. The higher score there at um, Joker that, plus one thirty five. That, that one, and then you're going to look at the people that think that you know Joker, which he could be, that's just going to have this tremendous advantage in this series. There's going to be a lot of people out there that try to hammer that plus eighteen hundred. But I would look at it, and I would say that that's kind of a, a sucker deal because you got to look at. Coach Spo and Judge, I mean, even if he has two games, let's say he comes out and gained the first two games at Denver and he has a triple-double. By the time you switch, and keep in mind it's 2-3-2 two, two format. There's three straight games in Miami, all right? Which, I, to me, I don't know. I'm waiting for the NBA to make an adjustment on that. I've never really liked that. To be honest with you, it, to me, it's kind of like a disadvantage of the team that really has home court. I mean, they did it back in the day with Boston and L.A. because of travel, East Coast, West Coast. But that was in the 80s, man. Okay? It is 2023. These guys, ain't nobody flying commercial. Ain't nobody sitting next to little Tommy on the plane like they're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in, in, the, air, in the movie The Airplane. This, this, like, the, I don't like the 2-3-2 two, two format. But with that said... Even if he comes out and averages a triple-double game one and two, by the time you get to Miami in one of those first couple games, they're going to take something away from him. So that's why – I'm not saying that's a dumb bet because out of all the ones you said, that is one if I'm really going to sit there and say, hey, can my $2 hit the Powerball, that would be one that I would sit there and say, okay, you know, just whatever, if I was a gambling man, but I'm not. So it's just one of those situations where that's – it's intriguing. I didn't know you were going to go this in-depth into them, but that was. Now, in reference to the night, when this line opened, it was eight, and then it's basically been bet up to nine in most places. I think it might reach to nine and a half or it might drop back down to eight and a half. Um, Miami is a huge um, underdog on the money line uh, tonight. Um, 
let's see, what do they come in at? They're 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 plus three ten. Denver's minus four hundred, which is not that big on the money line, but substantial. Um, but the one that I'm looking at when you look at quarters and halves, the ones that I would say is that, you know, it's the rust versus rest. And I think when you have ten days off in a finals, and history's kind of shown us this, it's usually going to take that home team maybe a quarter or half to kind of get lathered up and to get the rhythm back. Okay, um, you know Miami's going to bring the energy from the start. I mean, if they're going to, if the fatigue is going to show of a seven-game grueling series, that's going to pretty much most likely show when you get into the third quarter, late third, fourth quarter, where it's like all of a sudden Denver they went on an 18-2 run spurt or 24. Okay, then fatigue. But at the beginning, you would know. So me personally, if you look at the first quarter tonight, that Miami plus three and a half. Out of all the things we've discussed, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, that plus three and a half first quarter would be something Miami to take a gander at. Because I think Miami's energy is going to be there. I think they have probably a little bit better chance to have those shots continue in the flow that carry over from the game seven. And then that gives Denver, you know, I would say maybe from the fourth minute mark of the first quarter on to the second to the half to kind of get going. I mean, they're minus six. At, they're plus six, speaking of Miami, in the first half. But I would think that first quarter. Other than that, I would not know about touching that game in game one. I mean, because that could possibly be a backdoor cover by Miami late in the game, too. I mean, Denver could come out hot. They could have a double digit, you know, be up 15 points at halftime or, you know, 18 points going into the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden when you start – you know, trying to think about, all right, this is a long series. Let's start reserving some guys. And you start pulling guys out and you start putting G League players in. You get backdoored on that. That's the, that's the disadvantage of having those high numbers and, and fading or laying those high numbers with favorites if you like the Nuggets. But it should be exciting. I mean, by giving you the whole breakdown of the X's and O's for the night overall series. So with that said, what do you got? I do have some interesting series odds here. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver to sweep plus three eighty for a four zero finish. That's pretty low. I mean that. I mean that lets me know. And there's a lot of people that will hammer that one. That will take place in that. Miami to win one game is the uh, most likely in the odds. It's sitting there at plus two thirty four one Denver series. Um, Nuggets in seven is the second most. So plus three ten. So you either go. Four one is at plus two thirty, or or in seven four three is going to be plus three ten. Miami's best chances they've got the sportsbook has it and in six games, Miami to take it four two, that's put it sitting at plus seven fifty uh, behind even a Denver sweep. Um, what's the odds on? I'm I'm pretty sure one of the safest ones. Uh, what is Denver in six? That one, ha- uh, don't tell me that would have to be maybe plus, probably plus 250 at the highest, 270. Denver in six, uh, plus 400. Plus 400. Uh, yeah, so Denver leads your, your four most yeah. likely odds there plus yeah. 230 in a 4 1, plus 310 in a 4 3, plus 380 in a 4 0, plus 400 what, in a 4 2. What is Miami? What is Miami in six? Miami and six is their best odds at plus seven fifty. 
Miami in seven is sitting there at plus 950. Mm. Miami to win 4-1 is plus 2200. And, of course, a sweep for Miami sitting there at plus 3,500. If I were to take anybody taking that one, might as well just put that 30 plus 3,500 and go with the over longest shot over 47.5 feet. I feel like that's a lot more likely to happen than Miami in a four-row series. I would agree with you on that. I won't push back on you on that. I mean, I wouldn't touch either one of them. You know, I'd rather go – I mean, if you can do that you're in Vegas or someplace where you can place wagers, you're going to do that. Just might as well uh, take advantage of the boom-boom hour. You know, just have your money come up and just have them run by and take it. I mean, at least that's what they've told me. That's how that stuff works. I have no idea. But anyway, it should be exciting. It should be interesting to see how it plays out. But again, all I'm hoping for is a competitive series in regards to a good NBA because this is it. This is the last of the NBA season. Only seven games possible left of the NBA season, and then it's basically on to baseball and getting ready for the gridiron. Uh, but before we leave the NBA scene for today's show, there is a couple other things that's happening off the court. Uh, referee that's under investigation, Eric Lewis. Uh, remember, we talked about him a couple days ago about the burner account. He is not going to be working any of the finals games, which to me is not a shocker. I mean, but... Also, I feel like they need to really speed up the investigation and basically, you know, figure out what his face is going to be, his punishment. Because I think the longer you linger this on, especially while the finals is going, and now you put it out there, he ain't reffing, he ain't working under these games. Well, why? I mean, what? I mean, other than that, are you going to suspend him? Is there something else that was reason why these burner accounts were set up? I don't know, but again, I think NBA and the decision with a you know Mr. Lewis needs to come down uh, before this series is over. But again, I feel that the players' association. I mean, we're not going to talk about this again. You can go check the podcast. Talked about it the other day, but I think the players' union. And everybody else is watching Adam Silver in the front office on how they're going to handle this. Because I feel like it's a no-win situation, and to be honest with you, with the punishment. Like, if he if he doesn't get punished and just fine, the players are going to scream hell. Because they're going to look, look, man, we, we you know, that's a ref. We get stuff for, you know, uh, basically punishment in regards to what we put out on social media. Well, I'm not going to compare Josh's situation is, but at the end of the day, it was on social media. That's what it is. And then I think that if you do something crazy and, and a guy that's had a good reputation, what I've heard from almost 20 years, and you kind of let him go over this, I think you're going to have the ref union raise hell and, and go. So it's very interesting to see what their decision is going to be. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 